going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to our live stream recap of the 49ers win against the Arizona Cardinals. My name is Zach Hernandez. I am joined here by Anthony Perry and Matt Llewellyn. Guys, that certainly wasn't what we were expecting. Uh, Matt, you said it right before we went on. It seems like the 49ers can't do anything right, including securing a top draft position. What is your like initial uh, take? Well, it's just it's frustrating because week one with essentially a fully 40, a healthy 49ers team, they like crap the bed against the same Cardinals team. It's just, you know, when I say they can't do anything right, it's not like, yeah, it's nice to get a win. Like that's, you know, good. But just the inconsistent up and down effort from the team this year is really upsetting, you know? And it's like, now that they're eliminated, they go out and put forth like a gutty effort behind third string CJ Beathard like that. It's just, it's really weird. Um, you know, Kyle calls a good game. Robbie Gould tried his best to lose the game for the 49ers, and they still were able to overcome that. So it's just, you know, at different times, it seems like their effort and ability to overcome adversity is, you know, it it vacillates from one week to the next. And I just think, you know, having overall having consistency is more key. And it just, this is where it's like, where was this effort earlier in the season when it could have made a difference, you know, when they were still in the playoff hunt and they're dropping games to the Washington football team, where was this effort? You know, so th- that's really where that comes from. Yeah, and, and it is unfortunate because it's almost like now that there's nothing left, you guys want to go all out and show, no, 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 we still are a team to be taken seriously regardless of what we have to play for. And it's almost like, okay, that's great and all, but nobody gains from this besides essentially your ego and maybe the guys on the way out they might have a chance to showcase what they can do for another team. A guy like Kerry Hyder, perhaps, who had you know his eighth and a half sack today, balling out jeff wilson who had 205 total scrimmage yards um what surprised you the most today anthony jeff wilson jr man i mean i started him in every fantasy lineup every daily fantasy lineup there was i just believed in jeff wilson you guys know i'm a huge jeff wilson fan but i will say that over 200 scrimmage yards i didn't expect him to put up those kind of numbers i expect him to have a really efficient day which he did obviously but for him to light up the box score and really just light up arizona's defense and i think a lot of that has to do with george kittle returning you guys kittle had a lot of really nice blocks in the run game today on top of some key catches that really helped move the offense Kittle's presence was definitely felt within the run game. I posted a video of myself in the very first quarter where Kittle just lit up the linebacker that sprung Jeff Wilson nine yards upfield. And that was one of the first plays of the game. And that just tells you how impactful George Kittle is in the run game. But nonetheless, man, not aside from Kittle, uh, check was throwing some great blocks as well. Dwelly was as well. The offensive line in the run game was doing a fantastic job just bullying the Cardinals' defensive line all afternoon. And Jeff Wilson just took advantage of it, man. And for that, I give Jeff Wilson my biggest props. He is just an explosive runner. And he's not—he's the type of guy who's not going to blow up like Raheem Mostert will for an 80-yard score. But I think Jeff Wilson is the hardest runner on the football team. He will go out there and churn yardage like there's no tomorrow. And a lot of people kind of, kind of give him a little back just because he has fumble issues, which I think the Niners have had running backs in the past that just have always dealt with fumble issues, especially with Kyle Shanahan. But when you see how dynamic Jeff Wilson is, he just, I really think Jeff Wilson just helped CJ Beathard more than CJ Beathard helped the offense. I mean, this is exactly what happens when you give the Niners a good run game. It just carries the load. And we saw it today. I think it made Beathard's day a lot easier. And I give props to the entire offense, but it felt like it really started with Jeff Wilson. It did, yeah, and and he kept going, and there was a point where he got injured, and I kind of like held my breath because me and you love Jeff Wilson. I don't think I love him as much as you do, Anthony, t- to be fair, <laughs> uh, but he was like 
unbelievably good today. And he did look like classic um, Raheem Mostert on the back end of last season. He was squeezing through the holes. He got quick. Um, he was physical when it counted. I was really impressed by him today. And uh, equally, if not more impressed by CJ. And uh, Tony said it in the comments here, you know, he gets the game ball. Uh, they won this for CJ. It was a little over a year, I believe, if I read correctly, of the depth of his brother. So he was out there playing inspired. I, I read the stats to Anthony right before we went on. He had like, you know, 13 for 21, I, if I remember correctly, like 180-something yards, three touchdowns, no pick. Um, and it was just an extremely efficient game. It reminded me of almost like the prime Alex Smith games where they had a staunch defense, a really good running game, and much wasn't asked of him. Right. Um, what do you think of him going forward, Matt? Do you think that that's the guy that they will keep? You always said that if there's anybody that's going to come back, it's likely CJ. Yeah, they're going to keep him, but, you know, I'm seeing on Twitter, and Jesus Christ, I mean, one game, one game, and everybody's like, why wasn't he playing over Mullins the whole time? <laughs> Relax. He was one He was one for nine in, in games before this as a starter. You know, he he had a good game. But, I mean, even blind squirrels find occasional acorns on the ground. You know what I mean? Let's not pretend like C.J. Beathard is going to be this quarterback savior. He's not. He came in and he played a, a very efficient game. I'm not even going to say a good game, a very efficient game. They asked him to throw 22 times, you know. Uh, like, George Kittle came back. He leaned on George Kittle to, for a huge chunk of his yardage. I mean, you take away those four passes to Kittle for the 92 yards, and you're looking at a guy who's completed, you know, 9 of 18 for whatever, less than 100 yards, 9 of 18 for 90 yards. Yep. I mean, cool, I guess. But if Jeff Wilson was there running the ball, we'd be talking about a much different game today. Um, and, and that just goes to show that, you know, the quarterback is still very much a problem for the 49ers. Um, I don't care what anybody says. And now they've kind of played themselves out of being able to go get somebody like a Zach Wilson because, you know, we were talking about it according to the, you know, the draft points chart, which, you know, everybody pretty much uses. Everybody acknowledges that they use it going from where they were to where they are now is essentially an extra second round picks worth of value. So now it becomes how much do you want him? What I'm looking at and what I think is actually going to happen now, looking at where they're going to finish is, you know, if they're outside of the top 10, I maybe they restructure Jimmy Garoppolo, turn his entire salary into a, sal a signing bonus so they can free up some cap space and maybe draft like a Mac Jones in like the second or third round, something like that, you know, a project guy, but, I mean, get ready for Jimmy to come back because that, that's what it's looking like is the most likely scenario. You can try to trade up for him, but, like, if it's – if it's you have to weigh 40 free agents. You have to replenish those somehow versus how much are you giving up. And that extra second-round pick of value is that's, – that's a huge ask, I think. So, you know, it's, it's – I want to piggyback on that too real quick. It, like Matt said with the 40 free agents, that's the thing is that, that I think this team has a pretty good proven history of drafting. And just looking at it right now, just off the top of my head, you factor in the Niners are going to be in the teens, right? So 13, 14, 15 to finish the season. Zach Wilson is likely going to be a top six, top five pick. So you're looking at that. You're talking about a first this year, a second this year, quite possibly a first next year, maybe a third or fourth to kind of balance everything out. The thing about it is like, I want the Niners to get Zach Wilson or I want them to get a really good quarterback. I, that's not the problem. The problem is that this team is getting old. They're losing a lot of free agents and they need to get younger, especially 
I know the salary cap is going to shrink for one season, most likely, but that's still huge for a lot of NFL teams, and especially with the Niners who have to re-sign Trent Williams, Fred Warner, maybe some other key free agents like Jeff Wilson, like Kwan Williams. There's a lot of question marks to bring guys back. I-, I know me too. There's a lot of question marks to bring guys back and a lot of holes to fill. I know that getting your guy, getting the quarterback is the best way to go if you want to fix most problems. But there's, I think there's just too many holes the Niners have on this team to trade away draft picks. And, you know, I mean, I get the draft is a crapshoot, but at the least with this team's history, you can bank on them hitting on another superstar or at the least another solid rotational guy. And the cost right now for Zach Wilson or just the quarterback is really expensive. Yeah, my debate my debate to that is if you like your guy, go and get him because, I mean, <laughs> half of the NFL is filled with undrafted free agents. So you right. can always bring guys in on vet minimums while you're trying to recoup some of that salary cap money. So absolutely, it looks like they've done due diligence on Zach Wilson throughout the season. They've been there multiple times to see him. Yeah. If he goes through and you're impressed with him at the combine and at pro days and he interviews well and you really want him, by all means, trade as much as you need to to, to go and get him. And then maybe you move Jimmy Garoppolo back to New England for, you know, a, a you know fourth round pick or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, don't forget that the 49ers, because of the new rule, are likely going to get something for Robert Sala. I mean, I saw all over Twitter today. Robert Sala is going to get hired somewhere. So they're going to likely right. get a third round pick for that. So, you know, they, they're going to have something else in the tank. You know, there are ways to replace guys, vet minimums, all that stuff. So if you really, really like them, go and get them. I just, I just, you know, it, it just depends on on what you see. Right now, the Jets are at number two. There's indication that they might trade out um, to get more capital to try to do one last push with Sam Darnold. That's the thing about first round picks; you never want to give up on them, right? So, you know, it's just if you can get them, go get them. It's just how expensive is it going right. to be? Right. And when you look at quarterback needy teams, who are you bidding against? Because that just not just the points, but the teams you're competing against. Right. Which value is going to be there? And if you can go get them, go get them. Or, you know, maybe if you like, say, like a Justin Fields slips a little bit and you think instead of going 15 to two to go get Zach Wilson or somebody like that, maybe you go 15 to eight, 15 to 10, go get somebody. It's not out of the question. We saw, you know, the Texans move up a lot to get Deshaun Watson. The Chiefs moved up a lot to get Patrick Mahomes. It's not out of the question. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to spend. And then what can you find on the back end to kind of, boost your depth whoever exactly. by the way whoever said edge rusher in the first round stop it stop <laughs> it i will ban you yeah a uh, couple comments that i want to address in here uh let's see there was one okay uh hung fat how much does this draft how much does this hurt us draft wise should we say goodbye to zach wilson explain the best i mean i wouldn't say goodbye if they like him they'll go get him i have no problem with that it's just the time, it's more expensive yes. it's just way more expensive yep uh, let's see. Yeah, Shulo, you can always trade up and get Zach. You never know how the draft will go. Right. Uh, let's see. The hype around Rosen. By the way, real quick on Zach Wilson. Here's the other thing. If the 49ers really like him and their doctors say he's good, but the combine doctors, for whatever reason, red flag him, there's a chance he could slip because he's had mm-hmm. surgery on that throwing shoulder. Yes. Combine medicals are, are obviously still yet to come. They're going to be a huge part of this. So, um, you know, he's he could potentially be there. So, and also, I want to mention Grant Cohn saying that he's Mitch Trubisky. You're out of pocket, bro. <laughs> and, saying, and saying that Zach Wilson had character concerns. I couldn't believe that. Consider the source. Dad, his mom and dad on Twitter came out and said, I, "This is so BS." You yeah. know, 
Yeah. Just, oh just, just consider the stories. Grant was quoting a Walter Football article. Walter Football is just quoting it without taking a stance, which he does. Trash. That's the thing. Like I said, Grant Cohn in person is a like a nice dude. Like we, you know, I had a good conversation with him. He's not, but his takes are set up to be as polarizing and as vitriolic as possible. He's a professional troll. He's good at getting people riled up, and sometimes he really gets me riled up. This is one of those times where it's just like. You're, you're, you're saying a 20-year-old kid without saying it, right, without having the guts to, mm-hmm. to stand behind it with conviction. You're saying that a 20-year-old kid, because his uncle owns JetBlue and was brought up with money, is all of a sudden like this piece of garbage, right? Yeah. It, it's funny because I quoted that tweet, and in the, the next paragraph it says, you know, some positives about him are, you know, he's super competitive. He's, you know, he's always willing to like, you know, be first in line or whatever. And people are willing to play for him. And it's like, well, that's what a leader is. Don't tell me he's a bad leader. And then list off yeah. leadership quality. Yeah. Walter football's trash, by the way. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought I was going to wrap this up with friends. Don't let friends read Walter football. That's true. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not a good one, but back to this comment, the hype around Rosen 10th round pick just a few years ago. Uh, Matt, both you and I were really high on him coming out of yeah. uh, UCLA uh, the Cardinals did him dirty, drafted him in Miami, never really had a shot, and somehow ended up behind Tom Brady on the practice squad of Tampa. Are you guys, you know, uh, excited or anything about him moving forward, or do you think this was kind of just a body move? They needed somebody else. Rosen was an easy pick. I'm curious. More than anything, I'm curious. Yeah. Being on Rosen when he was coming out, and, the, you know, these kind of, like, bore out a little bit, is that Rosen could be standoffish if he's not intellectually stimulated. You know, mm-hmm. that he gets bored easily. And, you know, he showed the last couple of years, especially with his signing with Tampa Bay on the practice squad, that maybe he's been humbled a little bit. Certainly those franchises didn't do him any favors. I think he's had the shortest leash out of any top 10 pick that I've ever seen. Maybe, right. you know, maybe ever. I mean, he's he got no run. Go on a, on a Arizona Cardinals team that was so bad that they picked first the next year, right? Then you go to a Dolphins team that, you know, was so bad that they picked fifth the year after he was there. So it's not like he's going to good franchises. Get him with somebody like Kyle, see if they mesh intellectually, and see if he can really dig into the system. He's 23, 24 years old with low mileage on him. He doesn't have a, you know, doesn't have a ton of NFL miles on him. See what you can see what you can do with him. I think they re-sign him. I think they work him through for a, an entire offseason, bring him in through camp, and he might have the potential to take over that backup spot. So, yeah, I'm excited about Josh Rosen. I, I agree with you, Matt. Uh, it's unbelievably crazy how, how how dirty they did him on multiple teams, but specifically the Cardinals. And it just goes to show you what happens when a GM head coach are cleared out. I, I think the GM left the year after they they drafted him, or was it just the coach? Don, no, uh, I think it was the coach. It was just coach. Okay. Is still there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Vance so Joseph, I think was the, uh, that, at the time. yeah, that's right. When, yeah, when the coach is on, it got him after, after one season, which by the way, the fact that he went from Vance Joseph defensive guy to Brian Flores defensive guy and never yeah. got a shot with anybody. Right. That's a good yeah. point. That's a that's really good point. There. Yeah. So there might be something there. Um, but I was just going to say, it goes to show you, you know, one, how little, 
time these guys have to prove themselves. And two, especially when it's not the guy who came in and, and advocated for you and drafted you. If that guy's gone, the next guy can come in and say, I've got no ties to this guy. Hey, I happen to have a little bit of a history with this Kyler guy who seems to be pretty good. We yeah. have the first overall pick. I can have the final say here. Rosen's gone. So I don't understand how in a quarterback needy league, no other team was even willing to take a look at him. Um, you know, once once he was jettisoned from Miami or whatever the case was, uh, I'm excited the 49ers got him. I would have much rather they signed him earlier uh, when they had to sign Josh Johnson. I would I was saying why not Jeff Char, excuse me sign Josh Rosen. So now that they have him, and now that it looks like they're out of play on the top tier guys in the first round of the draft, I'd say hey let's let's see what he's got. I mean if if Jim right. Garoppolo is the answer moving forward, let's have him compete. We have a guy who once did have top ten talent within a couple of years ago. Is it still there? Is it only a mental thing? Was it only a coaching thing? Like Matt said, let's get it all out there and see because 27 million, if that's what he's going to come back at, Jimmy is going to be tough to sell. That's all I know. Yeah. Anthony, what do you think? Right. And yeah, just real quick on Rosen. I mean, he was a first round talent for a reason. I still think he is a first round talent and he's just, he's just gotten a really bad shot at the NFL throughout his entire career so far. I mean, historically defensive minded coaches do not tend to work well with young quarterbacks unless the offensive coordinator is a wizard. And it's like, you know, we saw that with the Browns when um, I think Mike Pedden was a head coach years ago with Johnny Manziel and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator at the time. He was the only one who could bring out Johnny Manziel and look what happened when Shanahan left. It all fell down from there. And I know that's just one example of many, but the point being is that I think Rosen has a shot. I think he's signed through next year anyway, so they will definitely have him in for training camp. So if anything, the Niners can see what he's got. And if they don't get a quarterback in this draft and they hold on to Garoppolo, there's no reason to believe that they still go with Rosen and can still cut Garoppolo and still save money. It's, I mean, the options are... Endless for the 49ers, I'd say. (laughs) David Yang, Rosen's only two career wins were against us. That's hilarious. I remember remember one of those games, it was like the first pass of the game. It was a play action, and he threw a dime for like 55 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. and Rosen had one of the best rookie quarterback games in, in recent memory. I forget who he played against, but it was fantastic. And I remember thinking like, okay, here it is. This yeah. guy's going to be moving forward as the quarterback. And I even remember when the Cardinals drafted him, I thought, damn, that sucks because we're this is a guy that's going to likely beat us for a long time to come. So there's something there. That's, we can leave it at that. We don't have right. to discuss yeah. Rosen anymore. The way I feel about it is if Mitch Trubisky can continue to get shots, give Josh Rosen's shot for yep. – come on. Exactly, yeah. Um, no, go back Go back to old boy. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, the edge guy? Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. This? Yeah. That's not the best move, man. If you go first-round defensive lineman for the sixth year in a row, that's not a good move. Oh. <laughs> okay. You can't do another first-round edge rusher and then put garbage cans back there in the secondary. The entire secondary, save for Jimmy Ward, is essentially a free agent. Yeah. you got to stock that somehow. You can't spend first-round capital on another rusher. Hey, yeah. speaking of speaking secondary, though. Jerry Hyder for a relatively decent deal since he has eight-and-a-half sacks and see what you got. Hopefully – Eric Armstead can be a little bit more disruptive on the inside. Javon Kinlaw, year two, takes a step up with technique. And then you have a good defensive line anyway. Like, why are you pouring more capital into your strongest position? I wholeheartedly disagree with you. I respect you. I disagree, though. Speaking of secondary, though, Witherspoon looked good today. I tweeted it out. Witherspoon is playing like he's on the contract year. (laughs) I definitely (laughs) – 
Thank you. Yeah, I mean, not hard to play that way when Kyler Murray played so terribly. Oh, he was awful. He played bad. What was the number, Zach? I think Zach has him up. Uh, I had him up a bit ago. It was it was bad. Like thirty. Uh, Murray was thirty-one of fifty for two forty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That was rough. It was really rough. Placement. It was Cliff King Kingsbury's garbage offense. Like, how does a guy who's under five hundred? How how did anybody think that he was going to be an actual good coach? He had an under 500 college record in like a mid-major conference, not in like a power five. Right. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't at Iowa or something. He was at Texas tech. You can't win at Texas tech. You suck, dude. And he had Mahomes, right? Didn't that team have Mahomes? I think he did have Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, that was a Mahomes year. Yeah, I, I said in the chat earlier, it's like Cliff Kingsbury doesn't make any offensive adjustments at all. Yeah. We saw that all game. Everything is underneath. And, I mean, if they can get a big play off the Kirk or DeAndre Hopkins, that's kind of what saves the offense. But otherwise, it was just stale. All, and, and I will credit Salah. I thought the defense played fantastic all throughout the day. But Kingsbury called a really bad game. I, I will say it at that. Yeah. Kingsbury yeah. was terrible today. Yep. This, yeah, but this game is going to get Robert Sala a head coaching job. So Robert yeah. Sala needs to send him like right. a like a nutcake or something for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> he already had a head coaching job. This day, this game might push him up above somebody else who is like you know neck and neck with Sala. Maybe the interviewing process, and they're like, well, let's look at this game. Oh, okay, Robert Sala did a lot with not much against well, a tough team. Listen, exactly, and and don't tell me that Detroit after that abortion they put out on the field against Tampa Bay <laughs> isn't at Robert Sala putting that job forth and going like, man, it'd be nice <laughs> to get somebody who can stop teams from scoring on us. Yep. And, and somebody like the Falcons. The Falcons are yeah. looking at like, oh, man, we got offense. Maybe this guy can – I mean, Dan Quinn was supposed to be a defensive guy, but we have a historically yeah. bad defense. Now yeah. let's get the coach in there. It's looking I like mean, he's gone, fellas. Like, that's just yeah. – We saw sure. the uh... – gone. Detroit like lawmakers or whatever draft that like letter yeah, to the team to, to hire Sala like that was crazy. I think personally, if a politician was trying to tell me who to sign as my coach, that would make me not want to sign that guy. That's as just a matter of principle. Politicians, anyways. Yeah, right? just yeah. out of principle. I'm like, wait, wait no. Nah. I, I quote uh, Ron Swanson on on this matter is. I try not to do anything somebody's trying to get me to do, regardless on if it's good or, or bad for me. <laughs> I will not do it just on the matter of principle. That's like uh, it's like if it's my idea, I think it's a great idea. If someone gives me the idea, I'm like, that's trash. Don't no. Don't yep, yep. Do you guys uh, think that do you guys real quick, do you guys think that losing Sala, if we lose him, I, I don't do you guys think the defense will take a step back? Like, like I, I believe in all of our players. I believe if D'Amico Ryan's or someone else were to step in, I believe in the personnel we have. It's just yeah, I, I think okay. that Ryan's has been in the system long enough that if he were right. to become – or if Coach K became the defensive yeah. coordinator, yeah. I really believe that given that, that there wouldn't be a huge drop-off. Maybe initially in like a, from a scheme standpoint, um, but you know, just from a, a communication, okay, here's how Sala called a game versus here's how Ryan's calls a game or something like that, right? Yeah. That would be something that you know you would take maybe an initial hit on, but the scheme, the players know it. So as far as executing, yeah, they're going to be able to do it. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't think they would take too much of a step back. Um, maybe they miss that intensity. Maybe they'll have that type of guy, but they do have Coach K. Just like just like you guys mentioned, he was extremely intense. <laughs> I've seen these videos from his OTAs and training camp. The guy is fiery as hell as right. anybody. Yeah, you know, so that might be a bad thing, though. 
It could, like, yeah, it could definitely hurt him. Because you know, I think I think that Kyle is fiery enough in that like that harsh sort of like very dry, sarcastic way. Almost passive aggressive, very stern. Yeah, where I feel like maybe you need a little bit more tempered enthusiasm on the defense. Yeah. yeah. And, Coach K seems like a very hard-nosed type of guy. I think D'Amico right. Ryan's more of the rah-rah, like, let's get fired up and do this because he was a player. Yeah. I so, really feel like he would relate a little better, I think. so. We see how Robert Sala gets really fiery on the sidelines, and, and I love that personally. I love when he gets all hyped. I don't think I've ever seen him, like, look like he was going to kill somebody, though. And oh, not with Chris K. Yeah, I, I agree with that to an extent. Like, I want a fiery guy. Don't get me wrong. But you look sure. at Chris Derrick, and you, this dude yells at him like a drill sergeant. And I get a lot of football coaches are like that. But I don't know if I want that out of my D.C. Because, like, picture this. Imagine you draft a rookie, right? And you like this rookie. You think he's got a lot of potential. But imagine if it's like a Pettis where maybe he doesn't like that harsh criticism or he doesn't like that type of aggressiveness where he wants you to get better, but it's in a more upfront type of way. And you're just – it's not that it will stunt his growth, but some guys aren't built for that. We saw that with Pettis. He's not built for the game. And it's not that I wouldn't want Chris Eric to be that guy. It's just I could picture that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just feel like coordinators should be the buffer between the head coach and the players. Yeah, I was already that fiery, like get up in your ass type of dude, right? And, right. and like, so you want a guy who's like, listen, like you got this, man. Like I believe in you. Get out there and knock somebody on their ass, and then, but at the same time, can kind of reiterate coach's message in a way that it sinks in for the different type of players, right? Kyle gets the guys who are super fiery leader guys who don't care how they're talked to; they're ready to go. Those are the true team leaders, the ones that step up when Kyle talks to them. And then you got a little bit more hand-holding with the coordinators that kind of bring those other guys along. And it's a mesh of personalities. You don't want the same personality everywhere because that will wear thin. And I think Mm -hmm. that's actually what happened with Jim Harbaugh is that Roman and Fangio are both the same type of dude that Jim Harbaugh is. And when you're getting dunked on all the time, it gets a little old. Whereas – you can take somebody dunking on you if you got another guy to wrap his arm around you and be like, look, this is why this happened, and it's good. We get out there and we go, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of guys would speak like that on the field too. Like even though Salah left and D'Amico Ryan stepped in, you still have guys like Warner who bring the energy. Jimmy Ward brings that flair as well. Even yeah. Hyder has brought a lot of energy also, and obviously he's a pending free agent. But you have those guys on the field who can bring just as much energy as defensive coordinators or just coaches in general. So you may not – I agree with you, Matt. You may not need the coach to reflect that. But from my side too, it's like if you have the players reflecting that, that goes a long way into just overall leadership also. Yeah. Let's get into some comments here real quick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 4-9 Bloodline. I'm starting to leave more Trey Lance circle. His arm athleticism is undeniable. Shannon can teach him up and mold him into a beast. Small school didn't play this year. It's going to be really hard to do a good evaluation on him just because of those things. And we he looks like a guy. Like two or three years. Yeah. We talked about that last week also. It's like, yeah, I love the film, but that's last year's film. He did not help himself at all by not playing this year. Yeah, I, I like uh, tangibles, but you, you want to see the growth, right? Right. McGlinchey's uh, still a problem, still uh, a big problem. <laughs> he was good run blocking. I thought he was really good run blocking. He's just, always good run yeah, always good. Yeah. Yeah. pass blocking. Yeah. Terrible again. Yeah. You know the thing is, the thing that gets me is that. 
People will say, oh, well, Hassan Reddick is a top 10 pass rusher. I get that. But there needs to be a point for McGlinchey where we see some continuity from him, at least five to 10 snaps in a row where he's not getting his butt kicked. It's like by the time that fifth snap hits or even the fourth snap, he's on his ass. Yep. It's really yep. bad. He's good for that two or three times a game. Yeah. Yep. He's way it's too like, big. Even if you're a top 10 guy, let, just say like Miles Garrett, who's one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, right? Right. Miles Garrett shouldn't have 50 sacks, right? Yeah. But if yeah. he played McGlinchey every game for the season, he'd have 50 sacks. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. It's yeah. Just, yeah. He, it feels, he really everybody. Yeah. And I don't right. care what PFF says. PFF has nebulous, doesn't even matter who even knows what they're Ridiculous. doing. <laughs> uh, he, next all, I know, all I know is I bet you I can go online pull at least 10 pictures of McGlinchey on his ass this season. And that's not acceptable. Uh, Jenna, ER nurse, we need O-line help. I'm going to say this right now. I would much rather they took an O-line, an offensive lineman with their first round pick than a defensive defensive lineman. lineman. 110%. That is a position of strength. Do not add to it in the first round yet again. If you can get a solid center that can call Mm -hmm. out protections, that's the guy right there. It's huge. It's huge. And and who knows how that that would make me look and who knows how much better that would make a quarterback, whether it's Jimmy, whether it's a rookie, whether it's Ro- – who knows? That will make them a lot better not having under two and a half seconds before they have a 300-pound defensive lineman in their face mask. Right. They put up the stat. The last two games the Niners had averaged seven sacks allowed or something like that or some some crazy sacks number. I don't – that I might be wrong, but I know they put up a stat that was like the Niners have been giving up a ton of sacks, and it's just been – it, it, it's been brutal through and through. And that's well, why I think Trevor yeah. is such a priority. Yeah, the interior the interior is in shambles. Yeah, and then you have McGlinchey over there who you don't know what you're going to get. Like, of course, he's a really good run blocker. I'm not going to take that away from him, whatever. But I will just say this. Thank God that they put him at right tackle because they are <laughs> yeah. He's got a left tackle like he was at right. at Notre Dame. Jimmy would be dead now. And, and, and that was the plan. If you guys remember, it was start him at right tackle for the time. And then when Joe Staley retires, they move him over to the left. I think once the draft came and Joe said, I'm going to be leaving, they were like, there's no way we could put this guy on Jimmy. Well, yeah, and then they went and got Trent. Well, and it helped that Trent Williams was so cheap to get. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so happy. yeah. In, in terms yeah. of draft capital, he's going to cost us when they resign him. But yeah, yeah. To acquire him now, long term. Yeah, he's, he's the one lineman that I'm like, okay, I got no questions. Trent Williams is good. Yeah, yeah. onto the Every rest. Other position, I'm like, man, something needs to happen, and yeah. maybe it's just as simple as getting a really good. Let's Quentin Nelson syndrome. Get him a really good right guard next to him that covers up some of his BS mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Yeah, I think that, that could go a long way, too, in terms of how guys play. I mean, maybe maybe Mike McGlinchey liked Mike Person, and they communicated well, and that's why they're able to pass off blocks and just interact well together. And, I mean – brought that up, yeah. Yeah, it's like the opposite side where we don't see Trent Williams and Lake and Tomlinson interacting much because I don't think those dudes like each other. No. no. It, it goes a long way, and that's a, that's a lot of the problem, too, is I'm not going to say that Mike McGlinchey is, is good – I mean, he's he's okay. He's good at run blocking. But not having that chemistry on the offensive line because they're interchanging dudes all season long, I definitely think that's had a big impact on Mike McGlinchey's overall play. Mm-hmm. Especially for pass blocking, too, where run blocking, they know their assignments. They sh- they're, there's no way they should be able to blow their – and hit the first dude in yeah, front of you. Where it's pass blocking, though, it's a little different because you have to know where you're dropping back, where your depth is, are you passing someone off, and things of yeah. that nature. And McGlinchey what, has – What type of moves the guy likes to do? Right. You know, does he yeah. stop, is he a power rusher? Is he a speed guy? Blah, blah, right. blah. 
Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. McGinty is played next to um, McKivitz. He's played next to school. He's played next to Brunskill. I think Grosu has played right guard. He's just been playing with different right guards all year long. And I'm not going to use that as an excuse as to why he's been bad because he's been bad. But there's definitely another factor like that that goes into it also. He's just got bad feet. He is yeah, off the right. line every time. And you can see him, like, even in his stance, you can see he starts to lean back before it's even snapped. He's ready, really, like, to take a step back right off the bat. Right. Yeah. And his feet are just – it's very clunky. Um, it, mm-hmm. It's not good. Uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, I prefer they hire from inside, but Dan Quinn, you know, do they run that? Do they run a 4-3? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Four, okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I mean, Dan Quinn did a really bad job as, as the coach of the Falcons, but – you know that it's that really weird thing, right? Where they're fantastic coordinators, but they're trash head coaches. And right. I think it's just the scope of the job that gets to him. Dan Quinn mm-hmm. might be a guy, but you know, if you think D'Amico Ryan's is the guy, promote him. You know, see right. what you have. I don't want to see recycled names all the time. Get somebody new in there. You know. Yeah, and young and fresh too. And sure. I mean, who who else would resonate better with players than a former player? Right. That's a good right. point. Yeah continuity and the linebacking that's actually a very good here. point the linebackers have been fantastic this year even al shire was good and al shire is the first dream dude yeah. that hit he had today on on kyler that was a huge hit oh he nailed the yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and oh. the speed he showed was yeah, by the way i just want to say that it's 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 cosmic karma um but r.i.p to Quan alexander's achilles tendon yeah. Yeah. We got yeah. out. It's, again, it's one of those things where, man, Quan was injured a lot. Man, he's not performing. Get him out of here. This is what I want to see for every player. I know a lot of people are are really married to their players, and it's like, I like this guy. I like this guy. But D Ford, get him out of here. Weston Richburg, get him out of here. Richard Sherman, get him out of here. <laughs> go. Bye. Like, if you're not going to perform, you got to go. And it's better to move off a player too soon than too late. And, you know, RIP to his, you know, his Achilles tendon, but. I'm That's glad now we got an ACL, an ACL, a torn pec, and now an Achilles for Quan. That is just oh, you know, prayer. Yeah, the torn bicep too that they found after the season. A bicep, yeah, yeah. It was the pec, the bicep. Yeah. It was really weird, but yeah. 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 Uh, real quick, before if I, we didn't say it at the beginning, Merry Christmas, everybody. We hope yes. you had a fantastic Christmas, yeah, Christmas. loved ones. <laughs> I just realized we didn't say it, so thank you all for tuning in on this post Christmas live stream. Uh, Sala had a pullback guy today. I didn't notice that. That's hilarious. I'm so that. getting that. all heated. Uh, Kyle <laughs> is calm, heated. Meadow prepared to Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, 100%. Yes, uh, but but on the field, but Jim Harbaugh's an upfront asshole. Kyle's the type of asshole that just makes you so mad because you know he's right and you know he's being a dick about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You just gotta eat it, right? Because yeah. we've seen everybody's seen that famous clip of. of Mike Pettin going like, oh, yeah, yeah we're run the ball. And Kyle just stares a dagger into him. And yeah. then I see him immediately back up and go, okay, call your play. I trust you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those yeah. the Browns. That was when he was with the Browns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We should run it. So that's the, type of, that's the type of asshole that Kyle is. That's yeah. a, he'll, he'll MF you. Don't get me wrong. But that stare daggers like you're the biggest asshole in the world right now, and I can't stand you. That's what you get from Kyle. Yeah. So you don't Kyle want to hear other guys. Yeah, Kyle reminds me of the type of guy that you like. You walk away like feeling good about yourself, and you're like, 
wait, did he just tell me off? Like, like yeah. he like clicks yeah. like a few minutes later. You're like, that guy, screw that guy, man. Like, everybody else is playing checkers. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. It's like a player will probably go up and make a 35 yard reception and Kyle will still whoop your ass because he did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should the yeah. 49ers bring gold back? No, no, no. no. He's no, just a year past. kicker behind Justin Tucker. Unbelievable. Was that said again? He's the, he's the second highest paid kicker behind Justin Tucker. Oof. Yeah, no, yeah, get him out of here. Get a young guy. Yeah, it's clear. Like, there's no excuse. I don't know what was happening, but I mean, it it looked like he was just saying, "Screw you, Chicago, for not coming and getting me from the 49ers." Yeah, hey, he helped Chicago today. He helped. Do you? Well, no, 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 oh, no, no. He didn't help. I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah, he, yeah no. it was. He was yeah, like, my yeah, my bad. Chicago gets screwed. Yeah, but two extra points and a 37-yard field goal, and then and dude, yeah. and this yeah. is not the first time this has happened to him too. No, no, he's it done that. It was, I mean, people use that. I was telling Zach before you joined on Matt. It was like I feel like the remember the leash they gave Kyle Nelson was like the moment Kyle Nelson was messing up, he was gone. Yeah, it's like I feel I'm getting almost similar vibes with Robbie Gold too. When Kyle Nelson was uh, going through his progressions last year, he was left on the bench all by himself. They showed that same shot of Robbie Gould this year where he was just by himself. And, I mean, sometimes the writing's on the wall. He's getting old. He's expensive. He's going to be expensive next year, and the team can't afford that. Yeah, They, they can't at all. No, they can't. I agree I agree with both of you guys. Um, it seems like, like Matt said, that first season or first two seasons where he was really great, it was almost out of spite to Chicago. It was almost like, look what you gave up. And then there was that, that weird press conference where they were asking him, do you miss it in Chicago? Do you, would you rather be with the Bears? And he kind of like snapped at the reporters. Do you guys remember that? And he was like, look, obviously I'd rather be there. I grew up there. I raised my I raised my family there, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. Next question. And everybody yeah. was like. And then he had that holdout too. That's true. Yeah. 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 True. So, right. it, I mean, it's and he still has a house in Chicago in the off season. It's very clear that he he wants to go back to Chicago. Yeah. See right. you later. Take yeah. care. Yeah. See you later. I'll take McLaughlin and take my chances there. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> Every time an O-line is on his ass is not a good not look. Not at all. <laughs> Touche. No. Matt, this one's for you. Would you trade Kittle if we were guaranteed Trevor Lawrence? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I knew you were going to say if you get a, If you get a – and let's just say Trevor Lawrence is what he's hyped up to be. That's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I oh, love yeah. Kittle yep. to death. I, George Kittle – is my second favorite 49er behind Fred Warner right now. And if I had a chance to get Trevor Lawrence and knew that he was going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, you got to go with that. I, quarterback is far more premium. But I will say this. Today and Jeff Wilson Jr.'s performance showed how good a run blocker George Kittle is. Note how after weeks and weeks and weeks of struggling with the run because Kittle <laughs> wasn't out there, they explode today. Yeah, right? Back. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, a good, a good quarterback will mask anything. It doesn't matter. Oh, of course. It, I mean, of you course. Know, it doesn't matter. And I love Kittle, too. I mean, I got a Kittle jersey for Christmas. But it's like, man, if, if I can get T-Law, it's like no a run game, I mean, it matters. But at that time, run game blocking doesn't matter. When you have a guy who can just go out there and execute, yeah. you know, the, the well, offense. It's not, it's not Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, either. It's Trevor Lawrence with Kyle Shanahan. And right. It's like, yeah. 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 Perfect marriage. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next next comment here. Uh, McGlinchey is rated well from PFF because of run blocking. Horrible grade exactly. for pass blocking. Yeah, right. Right. And it's obvious yeah. why. <laughs> well, that's the thing too is that like PFF will show like oh McGlinchey's only given up you know X amount of pressures. It's like I mean I 
I take PFF with such a grain of salt. I, that's why I hate it. Yeah. How do yeah. Define pressure? What do you define as a pressure, dude? How right. close do you have to be? Right. Like, like pressure, within a yard. He gets right. a piece on his sleeve. Is that right. a pressure? Yeah. Or... <laughs> I mean, with our quarterbacks too, it's like if a if a defender is within three yards of the dude, that might it's as well pressure. be a pressure anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's funny too because you see them getting these online spats on Twitter with their definitions and their specifications of certain rules and, and how they apply them. And once they actually answer kind of how the sausage is made, everybody's like, that's the most ridiculous answer I think I've ever heard. Like some of their definitions and equations to how they calculate these scores are batshit crazy. I don't well, have any off the top of my head, but I know they are. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing too. Like every two seasons, they'll be like, we've updated our algorithm. And it's like, well, yeah. okay, does that mean your other algorithm was trash or? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's fine. Like, what the I hell? mean, it's to be the best of the best. You're finding more ways oh, to improve it. Zach, oh, Zach, put it up. Put it up. We got oh a first God, boy. No, no, no. Wow. Oh. This first. This first. Fat, you're the best. Merry Christmas, all. Merry Christmas, hon. Thank okay. you. Now put up the one above it because this is funny. Is it this? Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's, is it on mine? It's the Twitch one. Oh. No, leave Savage alone. <laughs> Don't click that link, everybody. But I just want to show you. We finally reached the status where we're getting bots in our chat. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much like you you're yeah. always, you're always the the guy or girl the person guy because i don't think a girl would put the name hung fat but who knows maybe it's to throw us off uh, yeah <laughs> so, you know, i want to reply to this comment real quick because that semperfy always drops good comments we yeah. better have a replacement for him if we do let robbie go and trading kittle no i don't care who the quarterback is the thing is is that the quarterback is going to have such a bigger impact on everything compared to George Kittle. And I get that. Okay, you can use the argument that Trevor Lawrence is an unknown. Any quarterback is an unknown. But if sure. you have that mindset going into the draft, you might as well not draft any players because every single player is going to be an unknown. And and that's the thing is that when you have a Kyle Shanahan, when you have a guy that can go out there and just get the job done with any quarterback, it gives you a lot of confidence that he can get the job done with Trevor Lawrence. And I think right now we all know what Lawrence will end up being, assuming that the situation he lands in is good. Now, you got to figure that the Niners need to upgrade that quarterback no matter what. And I love Kittle. I love him. Don't get me wrong. But if the, if Kyle Shanahan can go out there and execute with a Levine Toilolo and a Ross Dwelly, and, I mean, we saw that stretch what happened when Kittle was missing. He's, we still got the job done, albeit that was anchored with a good defense. But during that rough stretch of games where we lost Ford and we lost Kittle and we lost a lot of key guys, they were still getting the job done. And that was with Jimmy Garoppolo, who was shouldering the load and also having Kyle Shanahan. Now imagine that with Trevor Lawrence. Imagine Trevor Lawrence on this team with the injuries. It's a playoff team. It's a playoff team by far. Right. And you're talking about the guy who's the most high prospect since Andrew Luck. Right. Like, again, Kittle is great, but Kittle is also a 27-year-old tight end with a history of, of knee injuries now, right, who plays a very physical game, very physical you know, position. As he gets older, I don't think that he's going to get less injured. And t- tight end, no matter how good he is, doesn't have a tenth of the impact that a, a Hall of Fame potential quarterback has. Right. Even an all pro level quarterback has. Right. It's just, it's not even close. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's like, look, like I'm going to throw out an example and it may be good or maybe bad. I'll let you guys judge it. But we saw Randy Moss when he was in New England when he went off on the New York Giants and they still lost. Randy Moss had a hell of a game. And they still lost. Randy Moss at that time, I would argue, was the best wide receiver in the entire league. 
When you have George Kittle last year, who's the best tight end in the entire league, he didn't single-handedly win or lose us the game. He was impactful, but the quarterback lost it for us. Now you put the quarterback in that situation with Trevor Lawrence, it's well, an entirely different thing. I don't want to. I don't want to completely dissolve Richard Sherman for getting burnt toast. Oh, but. you know, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo had a clean pocket on that throw to Sam. But, <laughs> yeah. but I will say this: I wholeheartedly disagree with this statement here. It's not that I don't love Kittle; it's just that I'm not married to players. I'm married to the team, and whatever is going to make the team better. And George Kittle, it can be the best tight end who ever lived. He's still not going to be as good as a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's just plain and simple by the rules and definitions of how impactful each position is. Just like George Kittle, you know, Nick Bosa, if Nick Bosa stays healthy for the rest of his career, stays with the 49ers and ends up living up to his potential, there's no way George Kittle as good a tight end as he's going to be, will be as valuable as Nick Bosa is. That's just, that's just how it is. I don't make the rules. You see this this talked about all the time, Matt, and I'm agree with you hundred percent. It's when you're fat, you son of a bitch. Guy is fine, or is it? <laughs> oh, but no, to, to your point, when you talk about cornerstone players, you guys, we're talking quarterback, tackle, and defensive end are arguably interchangeable. And you don't have tight end until, until you know, the bottom half of that list, in my opinion. And I right. wholeheartedly love Kittle. That doesn't mean I can't be critical about, you know, team building. When it comes to team building, you're not picking a tight end over a quarterback. That's You're going right. to that's that's just right. the way it is. And of course, this is with the caveat that that Trevor Lawrence lives up to the hype. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they were like, hey, the the Jaguars are willing to take George Kittle straight up for the number one overall pick, I'd be like, do it. Right. Go get go get Trevor Lawrence. I mean, right. it's and, just yeah. And it's like, okay, if you had current George Kittle now as a draft prospect in this draft class, you're not taking him over Trevor Lawrence. No. You know, that's the exactly that's the best way to put it. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Right, right. You know, it's just, I mean, listen, you know, you're not. Yeah, you're definitely not taking it over the top. But yeah. Oh, sacrifice! Drops the donation. You guys are the best. QBs don't block or right? catch. Kill is the best. You got him locked up, so get a good QB and have your cake and eat it too. I didn't want anybody donating more, so I went full twenty. <laughs> Much appreciated. Semper always drops the best comments, man. He's all right, fine. Fine. I'll leave it at that. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Semperfy. Yeah, Semperfy. Just to stir the pot, what if it costs us Kittle and Trevor Lawrence? Kittle and Bosa. Yeah, that's a little different. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Two cornerstone players. No, thank you. No, 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 no. Right. Uh, Let's get back into some of these older comments, though, that we missed. I think are good. Uh, Can we replace Slim Mike? Not now. Not now. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. I think right. he's available, but I mean, that fifth-year option is available. Well, there's too many other positions that if you're not going to go and get a top-flight quarterback, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's do some quick answers on these. We'll have to Ian Book. Ian Book is trash. No, no, uh, not any draft always works out. Look at McFloppy. Look at Solomon <laughs> Thomas picking high yeah. or low. You still need to develop them McFloppy. and hope they progress. Uh, Nike, Nike, nine or ten. Yeah. Is it true we still receive a third this year and next year for Salah getting a head yeah. coaching job? Yes. Thank you, David Yang. For one of the that. worst rules in NFL history. Yeah, we don't. None of us agree with it, but thank you. We'll benefit from it. It helps when the quarterback doesn't turn the ball over and Kittle makes the run game so much better. Yeah, this that's what that's lost that's the today. And but other than that, they didn't have turnovers. But this is what happens when you're not yeah. turning the ball over. This you, you right. win games. Did, Who would have thought? Did, 
did Beathard even throw a contested ball today? I, I don't think he threw a contested ball today. Maybe not. I, I, I not think it would take head. seven seconds to review all of his throws today because he only threw a 22 times. <laughs> <laughs> having Kittle back opens up the edges for running backs. Wilson Jr. doesn't have the day he does with Dwelly there instead of Kittle. Yeah, one hundred percent. Kittle's great run, run blocking tight end in football. Yeah. Did, yeah. did Kittle play in the New England game though? Kittle was gone for that game, mm-hmm. right? I think so. Yeah. I disagree with that comment. Jeff Wilson's just good. He don't. Need <laughs> Jeff Wilson's just good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I was I for you. running back is good inside of Shanahan's offense, pretty much, except for Tevin Coleman, who sucks. Yeah, um, even today, oh, three yeah, to four on, yards stuff. Two, two carries, three yards, one. <laughs> yeah, two carries for three yards. Is that Coleman? Is it? Is it a blocking thing, or is it just Tevin Coleman just can't it's diagnose? It's a Tevin Coleman thing. At this point, it has to be a Tevin. Yeah. It, they're asking him to do stuff that Tevin Coleman doesn't do. Be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's part of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just a situation when Tevin Coleman comes in, right? They run Tevin Coleman exclusive, pretty much exclusively between the tackles. So when Tevin I Coleman know, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, yeah. well, it's a bad run. And right after big plays, for whatever reason, right after a big play, Tevin Coleman comes in there for a solid three to four yard stuff, kills all the momentum. It's always ridiculously frustrating. Wasn't that the story last year, too? I swear, I think that was the story last year. One big game. Run, and then then Coleman would come in, first and 10. Dive play, negative two yards. Second and 12. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, it was like we had that Carolina game, and now all the coaches were like, this is our guy. It's ridiculous. Uh, this is Semperfy's first comment of the day. There you guys are. I was waiting for you. All the kickers in the NFL have been struggling. Rami had one bad game. He's normally money. I don't want to get rid of him at one game. Not warranted. But he's also 38 years old. He's also shown disgruntled nature inside of the organization. And this is not the first three kick miss game he's had. He's done this before. And Robbie, you can tell Robbie's the type of guy that ain't afraid to just do whatever Robbie wants to do. And I just think at this yeah. point, just get another guy. It's I, I know that he's a good kicker, but he's starting to become a headache, and your kicker should not become a headache. Right. You know, yeah. he's becoming the Sebastian Janikowski of the 49ers, and we don't want that. See, <laughs> Bass. I mean, to be the second highest paid kicker in the league, too, if they pick up that option, it's not justified. It's not. No. It, I mean, shoot. Yeah. Sherman and Gold are really showing they want to leave. <laughs> well, here's the other thing, too, by the way. You're the best kicker in the league until you're not. Just ask Dan Bailey. Yeah. Oh, he was bad in that Minnesota game, right? He did not look good. But he was he was so good for the Cowboys when he first came into Oh, the yeah. Hey, hey, like um, like Zerline also. When Zerline with, was with the Reg. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. he joined the Cowboys and then just goes down. David Akers. David Akers with the Niners, with the Eagles yeah. and the Niners, and he, he turned into and crap. Just all of a sudden. Right. By the way, the season he fell apart was also the one week one against Green Bay where he set the NFL record for the longest kick, 64 yards, hit it off the crossbar and it fell over. Bounced in, yeah. That season, all of a sudden, he started missing kicks. Yeah, used all of his luck on that first kick. I guess. Uh, This comment is one I've seen a lot on Twitter. I want to get you guys' thoughts. So all this time, CJ was ready. Any difference if CJ played the games Nick played? No. Kittle was back. I I, I mean – Division game on top of that. He had over 200 all-purpose yards. That's all you need. There's a reason why Shanahan only had Beathard throw 20 times. It's because the run game was working. If Beathard had to throw 30 times this game, we would have lost. 
We, right. we it's like I said, the, the four catches for 92 yards that Kittle had, you take those away, and all of a sudden, yeah. CJ Beathard yep. is like 13, 13 of whatever. Uh, look up the stats right now. I think 13 for 21. He was 13 of 25. He's 18 for 90 yards, and you know he'd still have the touchdowns, but they were short touchdowns. They were, yeah. Right. yeah. One was basically a pitch. Yeah, we haven't even brought up his name. Yuschek had two touchdowns today. They got to bring him back, right? Yeah. That's, dude, that's, his, that's his second game in a row where they've utilized him well, and he's looked good. It's his yeah. first I don't understand why they don't use him more. Right. Some of those they were looking at that really top 10 pick. play designs today in the end zone. That I thought today was Kyle Shanahan's best red zone game all season long. And you know yeah. why? Because he had such a bad quarterback that you got to <laughs> pull a rabbit out of your hat to score. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. Like, it's too early. Like anybody can have a good game, right? Anybody yeah. can have a good game. By the yeah. way, I watched, I watched the Bucks and Lions today. Blaine Gabbert came in and threw a dot for a touchdown. That's all you need to know about individual situations. Yeah. It's yeah. about consistency. Anybody can have a good game. What we want out of a quarterback is one that has fifteen out of sixteen good games, right? Yep. Right. Fourteen yeah. out of fifteen good games. Not one thing. One good game and then have ten bad games. One thing I want to add to this CJ Nick thing is that we saw multiple times today the main difference, and I think the main difference is where CJ took the sacks and just ate the play. Yeah, Nick throws the Nick throws it right. By the way, Jimmy the throws gets it. picked off. Yeah, that's the main difference. Yep. Right. Yep, that's true. Uh, some other comments here. Uh, you can't compare kickers with snappers. Snappers are a dime a oh, dozen. Kickers are like a dollar a dime. Kyle Nelson last year, yeah. the gold this year. Yeah. I, I yep. don't know, man. Once once the writing is on the wall for a special teamer playing bad, especially special teams, you got to cut it off now. Just like yep. Kyle Nelson. I mean, once the long snapping issues happened, that was it. That, that he was wants it. to be a bear. He looks like he hates the Niners, kept him hostage. That was the <laughs> bad press conference. was like, this dude looks like he doesn't want to be. I think that's – I mean, obviously, it's a lot of reason why they paid him so much money, right? I mean, gold. We knew gold was a good kicker, but to make him the second highest paid kicker because he was complaining yeah. about us locking him in, didn't we tagged him right? Didn't we franchise tag gold? I think we did. Yeah, second year in, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need to know about yep. that. Robbie yeah. would love it if his contract weren't picked up. I'm pretty sure gold is gone. By the way, yeah, yeah. gold. No, no, I agree. Going into his age 39 season, if he's cut post June 1st, they're going to save four and a half million on the cap. So see you later, Robbie. Yep. Yeah. We have a we better have a replacement for that. Oh no, we read this already. Um, okay, moving on. We gotta um, hit it with you. See if another kicks him. That kid's gonna have you know great grandchildren still kicking field goals. <laughs> Do we like that? Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but Glinchy another bad pass pro game as usual. Not sure what to do there. He needs to get more training. Live feed, him. feed him. He needs. <laughs> he needs a base, man. He needs that. Okay. Anchor. Let's start an off-season GoFundMe feed Mike McGlinchey. Let's try to go with five grand. I think that's a solid couple of months worth of food. Let's get this man fed because he is obviously malnourished. Right. Obviously. He needs to take some lessons from Trent Brown. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. When you uh, kept thoughts, you know you made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Good or bad. Better to go with Rosen and let a rookie can sit behind him for Jimmy a couple of years. Then I'm good with it, but Kittle, no way. You'd, oh, okay. We sorry, we, I'm, yeah, I'm way behind. Go for okay. it. Okay. Uh, if we missed your comment, sorry, we're going up. Nah, CJ still a throw in the pocket to me. Didn't have a fast clock. He, I mean, he, 
Someone tweeted that saying that Beathard just doesn't. I think it was Croc. He's saying that Beathard doesn't play with rhythm. He's he's so slow. He's yeah. just the di- the mental processing just is, isn't there. I think he has good arm talent. I still think he has great arm talent. But it's oh. just w- when the clock isn't there, like Semper Fi is talking right here, when he's not in rhythm on that you know quarterback clock that Shanahan really focuses on, which is why Garoppolo's release time last season was so good because his rhythm was so good. Beathard yeah. doesn't have that. Well, the other thing, too, and that plays into Mullins, you know, everybody says Mullins is like this mental genius. But when you look at a lot of his interceptions, he's actually late processing the throw. He throws it too late. yeah, And he doesn't have the arm to get it there ahead of the defender. So, like, while he may see some things that CJ doesn't, if if they both see something late, at least CJ can get it there quicker. So, I I, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just not impressed with any of the quarterback play this year, and that includes Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Next yeah. year better be different. <laughs> That's all. Because yep. it's not That's good. True. And as far as the, this comment here, you see so many of these passes. Like the ball needs to be thrown before the receiver even makes his break on the ball. Um, so 100% agree. Yeah, it's all about rhythm. It's all about timing. It's all about knowing where guys are supposed to be before the ball even gets there. And with these quarterbacks, they don't seem to have that chemistry. They don't seem to have either the knowledge or just the feel for the game. We need a quarterback that does if Kyle wants to implement this system successfully moving forward. Uh, McGlinchey still sucked. <laughs> Put it bluntly, yes. Yes, yeah. consistency is vital too, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yep. CJ almost threw several, so nah. I assume several picks. Uh, will they be any good O-linemen available, I assume, at pick 15? Sure. It's, it's a good IOL draft, or it's a good offensive line draft in general. I think it's there's a lot of the offensive linemen I like Rayshon Slater a lot. I think he opted out this year, but I like Slater a lot. But that's another thing too, where like if you like old film, then and you're gonna bank on him coming up and being safe and all that, sure. But overall, it's a good offensive line draft this year, I think. All right, Uh, Semper Fi. If you want to talk about special teams that aren't okay, what is up with having a prolific fake punter and never using him, especially if we don't have anything to lose? Special teams is really bad. I think they need to replace the special teams coach. It's been garbage. Yeah, right, I'm fine with that. Shanahan's coaching career in San Francisco, it's been bad. Yep. We overturn, yeah. we don't return <laughs> anything. I think it's reading is a part of his training. Feed McGlinchey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike needs a sandwich. We yep. have to reside Kyle. I assume this is use check 100%. I think we yep. all agree with that one. Right. Uh, this might be y'all's best show, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. Semper Fi trying to show me up. SMH. <laughs> maybe you guys have a sort of competition i don't know right. not impressed with the o-line play today i don't think anybody was but cj did his best just getting the ball out he did take some big hits though uh let's see I fix the o-line texas ass he did yep that's true he knows he's gonna get smashed yep fix the o-line play and the qb will play better yep they'll give him more I mean- time make more decisions you know, you know what's kind of weird is that today was one of those days where I thought the run blocking was good, but the Cardinals didn't really bite on anything else. Like the the pass blocking was still atrocious. Um, I guess I'm saying it's one of those rare, rare games where I thought the run blocking was really good, but it didn't matter for the pass blocking. I still thought right. the Cardinals just abused the pass blockers. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Hung fat. Lol, you saw that you're gonna go 2001. <laughs> you guys are killing me. 
Uh, I almost lost it when KB had that false star drive killers all year. We would get into a scoring position and kill yeah, it with a penalty. Mistakes, was, dude. Yeah. And, you know, KB, his biggest issue is those mental mistakes. Whether right. concentration drops or you get that holding penalty that he occasionally gets or you get that false start, you have to clean that up. And his is concentration issues. Would you bring him back, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 See, I would, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's something I tweeted. I know I'm freaking out over this. That's something I tweeted out about. It's I love I love Ayuk and I love Debo. Um, Born, Born I think is another good resign. Trent Taylor's got to go. Richie's got to go. Richie had a really bad drop today. Yeah. I mean, Craig Craft not an option. Is drafting a wide receiver in the mid rounds on the table? I feel like it is. I feel like they could do a wide receiver in the draft next year. Or this sure, year. sure. Or you could pick up like a very cheap veteran option, right? Right. The yeah. key thing is you need to get Ayuk and Debo out there at the same time. Oh, Hung. No way. Oh, my gosh. Hung fat. Oh, he did it again. <laughs> oh, no. Scared menacingly. Oh. <laughs> Man, thank you so much, Hung fat. Thank you so much. Yeah. You guys are cracking us up. Oh, my <laughs> God. But for real, don't go crazy, y'all. Like, no, yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> yes, just have some fun with this. Don't don't yeah. worry. <laughs> uh, let's see what other comments are here. I know a good Chicago style pizza place in San Mateo. No, we got a drop sample for that. Chicago Chicago style pizza is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Terrible. If that's not pizza, that's roll. If you need oh, to eat spoon, terrible. Yeah. So cool up until this point, man. Oh no. I will say that I will give it this though. A Chicago style deep dish pizza is going to stick to McGlinchey's guts. It's going to get that's him point. To feed them to feed the maybe, guy. Maybe that's the point. Chicago people, <laughs> not that. And yeah, I know maybe, I'm a guy, so I can say maybe, maybe that was his goal here. He's thinking the, the thickest pizza with the most amount of carbs and yeah. fat in it. Yeah, so, exactly. Dude, they can get people big if you're eating like three Chipotle burritos a day. <laughs> yeah, those things are fatty, dude. Okay, yeah. uh, McGlinchey <laughs> offers nothing in the return game. No, uh, McKinney, excuse me, McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. no, that no. is yeah, a horrible guy to be returning kicks. <laughs> Decommissioned. I wouldn't mind if they brought in like as like maybe a fifth wide receiver guy or whatever. A Who? Uh, I'm sorry. return specialist. Who'd you say? A return specialist? Just oh, a, like, yeah, a yeah. fifth wide receiver option, but you know he's like a return specialist. Right. Maybe you do that. Right. Yep. Right. Do you guys think they don't have Ayuk or uh you know uh Debo when he was healthy taking back any of these? Valuable. That's what I was going to say because yeah. they're too valuable. The risk of injury is just yeah. too high. Right. Yeah. What happened to the Devin Hester return specialist guy? Like, what happened to those guys? I don't see them. Yeah. As yeah. One of a Cord- kind. Cordero is like one of the only ones left. Cordero is yeah. still really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you still have occasional dudes like I think Deontay Spencer on the Saints is really good. Uh, this the Bengals have a dude named Brandon Wilson who's really good, but they yeah. are like like a penny a do- or you know whatever that saying is a dime a dozen, a nickel a dozen. Like we just don't have those guys anymore. Right, Joe Staley lost. So that's why I was saying to Zach, I think that COVID, because he was hanging around Joe, he probably lost weight because he was hanging out with Joe or whatever. And then when they had no offseason, it was like, well, okay, well, now he can't put any weight back on. And that's why he looks thinner than George Kittle. Right. It's true. Uh, San Fran, Steve, we did talk about this earlier, but in case you missed it, we all pretty much think that uh, a guy like Zach Wilson or any of these these top tier quarterbacks in the draft, the asking price is going to be high. It's up to the yeah. 49ers if they if they deem that a necessary cost and they're going to eat that and move up anyway. 
right. if they're going to roll with Jimmy or, or bring back or, you know, try and go with a guy like Rosen, see what they have left. Um, that's pretty much their only options at this point. Yeah. If, if Jimmy, guy outright. He's definitely going to have to be restructured. There's no way he's coming back on his existing contract. The way no, that was 27 million. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. CJ slowness. Uh, real quick, did Hyder just price himself out of a Niners jersey next year? He already yeah, did. Because you need more than Say that again, Matt. No, I don't think so. I think you need more than one good year to cash in. I think he's definitely going to get a raise. That's for sure. But, you know, he might even outstrip somebody like Solomon Thomas, who I almost guarantee is going to be back next year because he's going to be so cheap to re-sign. Right. Off of his non-production and his injury. I think that Hyder is going to command between five and ten million, and that's maybe affordable for them to bring in. A, you know, a two-year, a two-year, fifteen million dollar deal. You could probably swing that. That's fine. But he I needs a really good season before he's going to get that huge prove it, like that huge right. deal. Yeah, and you know what this team likes to do, especially Prague. A lot of the contracts are incentive based. There is a, a lot of the contracts you can look all through them, or a lot of them are incentive based. And if they do bring back Hyder, I'm sure they would do that. I yeah. wouldn't mind bringing Hyder back personally. I think he's been really good, especially with an injured defensive line. And I don't. It's not like if you bring back Bosa and maybe address more defensive line depth, that Hyder will be a, you know a ten sack guy. I think right now what we're seeing from Hyder is exactly what he would be next season, also. A very solid rotational end piece. Yeah, yeah, and and also I think that he would he's going to be appreciative of the 49ers for giving him an opportunity, and then you know maybe that plays into, yeah, I'll take an incentive based deal, and then you know on the hope that if I prove it, you guys will pay me. Now yeah. just think of this: Bosa on one end, Hyder on the other end. That's a scary sight. I mean, he's doing this all with Nick Bosa at home, you know, it, it, rehabbing. If they have Bosa back. He could be essentially that D Ford type, maybe yeah. not to that that extent, but it's it's a scary sight to think of, and and, and it's extremely oh, yeah. exciting for the 49ers fans after a season with so many injuries and so many just lack of production at the defensive line uh, level. I'd love to see both of them out there at the same time. And then you can finally put Armstead inside, where, where he was really good. Is you have that presence where you can put Armstead on the inside. I mean, yeah. it's you know world changing for him. And then he, yeah, then you can get that couple of run stops a game, which is just yeah. worth eighty five million, one hundred percent. I didn't hear a name call today though. Sarcasm, sarcasm voice. If you guys can't tell, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna address, I'm gonna address Steve too because Armstead did cash in on one good year. The difference is Armstead was a first round pick, so there's there's confirmation bias there. And yep. he and he had the talent around them that really helped also. Right. I, I, what, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that. If anything, Hyder proved that he's actually playing up to his actual skill because he's not surrounded by anything. Whereas Arm said, yeah, he he had a good season and he was surrounded. But because he was a first-round pick, the mental expectation is, oh, there he is. Oh, he's popped. Oh, he's 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 finally he's finally hit on his potential. Right. Let's pay him because you know we can get him for a little bit less or whatever than you know if he had played all the years. But again, because he has that first round cachet behind his name. He's going to get that big deal first. Hyder is, you know, uh, an obscure guy that where they're going to be like, okay, well, you did it once, but there's a reason, you know, why you didn't get picked high. So you need to do it again. Yeah. Right? That's right. that confirmation bias that all personnel directors, all coaches all have. That's why you see 80 to 90% of p- players picked in the first round or whatever end up with a starting job, regardless of whether they deserve it or not. Right. Yep. It's almost I, like I, he proved he belongs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, sure. Learning. Yeah. And to further your point, I say the same about Jimmy Ward. I still think Jimmy Ward does a lot of stuff and he's a good safety, but he has that first round, you know, that first round draft status behind his name. He played very well with a solid defense last year and he cashed in also. And that's not to say he didn't deserve the money. It's just, yeah. you look at his impact and a lot of people will judge his play because of the turnovers thing. Of it's, course, Jimmy Jimmy Ward making twenty million is a far cry from Eric Armstead's eighty five. Oh yeah, that's very true. And that's yeah. where again the premium position thing comes in. But even then, you know, eighty five for a defensive tackle is ridiculous. Because let's right. be real, Armstead is a defensive tackle. Yeah, yep. I mean, if he plays as good, if he plays better on the inside than the edge, regardless of health, he's a D tackle. <laughs> he's a D yeah. tackle one hundred percent. Yeah, I uh, think. Do you think retires? I, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll let that I, one make that one. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I, don't, I just don't see him coming back. Uh, there's no talk of him this year that I've heard of from the team. No sort of status updates or progress reports on his health. I think that they've kind of closed the door on that privately, and they're going to be looking forward without him looking to replace him. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that's where we are. are uh, Go ahead, Anthony. Are players that retire, is, is the whole contract wiped? Yep. I actually don't know about that. Yep. Is their whole contract wiped? If, if they, they file for retirement with the league office, their contract comes off the books completely. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I had no clue. Yeah. Good point, That's Anthony. On incentive-based money, make the entire season incentive-based. Right. Number of tackles, sacks, wins, playoffs, making it, and then winning the Super Bowl. All incentive lauded. By the way, that's actually going to help the 49ers now that Richard Sherman isn't going to make all of his incentives. They're actually going to get rollover money next year because of that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a nice very good point. Very good point. I'll say hung fat is demand. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. <laughs> That's what we've been saying. Yeah. Thank you both. Though. We really do appreciate all you guys support. Uh, and yeah. we all hope you guys had a fantastic year. We're going to be wrapping things up here shortly. If you have any final questions, comments, send them in. Uh, let's see what else we got here. More week of the season, fellas. Yep. One, one more week. Bosa changed that entire defense. Bosa and Hyder on the end. Kick Armstead on the inside with Ken Law. That's a solid looking line with just those four right there. Yeah. So. I don't Mike's think Salah did, you know, just talking on the defensive line, I don't think Salah did any favors dropping DJ Jones as a quarterback spy to take on Kyler Murray. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know you need the spy. That's really important to stop or to contain Kyler. But, oh, my. The, I mean, their D tackles are a reason, man. They do not move like Warner. We haven't even talked about Warner, though. I know we're closing the show. God damn, Warner's good. I'm kind of sad that he dropped that pick six. I know. I know. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was. I mean, so still, close. Warner's on, and the four. I mean, Warner had another forced fumble. I, I, I personally didn't think that was a fumble. It was really close though. But nonetheless, that goes in the box score as a forced fumble. He was good, you guys. Warner, pay that man. You gotta pay that man. Give him the bag. Yep. Uh oh. I mean, he will. I mean, yeah. Let's see. When I close another real estate deal, I'll be the man. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work in real estate just for a, a, a small period of time as kind of like an assistant. Tough business, man. Tough business. My wife, uh, uh, knock on wood, my wife's supposed to close on Monday. Oh, good luck. Hopefully, hopefully, man. I didn't know she did real estate. Uh, I'm sure Rosen will sign a future contract. Not sure it's QB1. I'd rather have Jimmy at less money. It depends on how much money he's, you know, not going to. How much be. less. Yeah. yeah. How much yeah. less. That's what uh, Next year, Wilson starts and Mostert finish. <laughs> they're so interchangeable. Yeah. By the way, I almost guarantee you they're going to bring in another guy. And the running back, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, well, got to go. Yeah. I, I, actually, I kind of, I kind of hope they give Jamichael Hasty another shot, but 
That's just me. I they gotta use it. I think they should use them like how McKinnon was supposed to be used. I think Hasty has very similar traits. Yeah. I mean, we have to see if that translates consistently, but I still think Hasty could be that guy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh okay, let's see. What else we got here? Draft talk fridge talk coming soon. Yes, sir. Very soon. Within within a week or two, yeah. We can see Matt get all the great. Oh, I think we lost you. Lost you. Lost you. Lost your audio. Come back. <laughs> no, nope, nope, still nothing. We're live. Nope. Dead. Get that fixed. We'll we'll move on here. Uh DJ okay, got a pressure. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you okay. go. No, I was just saying I can't wait for the draft talk because we can do all the live shows where people say defensive line and we'll see Matt get gray hairs live. I don't need them. <laughs> I don't need them. But we will be doing breakdowns on, on prospects and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, let's see. Who do you want as QB next season? We'll save that. We'll save that answer. Moving forward, right. you're going to have to tune in. Warner, super all pro. Yeah. Fantastic. Luckily, I'm not an agent. That's too much. I'm a wholesaler. That's easy, technically. Well, good. good. Glad to hear. Uh, or tough. Oh, that's tough. Okay. Good stream. Thank you all for tuning in. We really yeah, do appreciate yeah, it. Everyone. Yeah, it, it's a blast. Like I said, we hope you guys all had a great Christmas, great time with your family, loved ones, in whatever way possible you could. Um, any final thoughts here, guys, before we close things out? Um, yeah, I, I will say that, you know, it's fun to, to get wins. Um, it's hard to know that now getting that top flight quarterback is going to be a little bit harder. It's also a little bit bittersweet that knowing that next week uh, against Seattle, our season's coming to an end. There won't be any more 49ers football for the rest of the year, but I'm also kind of ready to kick 2020 in the ass and get it on its way. So yep. yeah, that's it for me. Perry, we lost you again, man. Yeah. Lost the audio. He, he was telling me before we went on, he thinks this is like USB port. Like the slightest little touch. All right. I know you can hear me now. There you go. Further to Matt's point, no quarterback is expensive if you think he's the guy. If they believe that's the person, they will go get him. If they don't, it'll be frustrating. But the defensive ground, the frame for the defense is in place. The offense is in place. We just need the quarterback. You just got to trust the process. I, I really still firmly believe we have the best front office and best coaching staff in all the NFL. And you just got to trust it. I know some of us may not like Garoppolo. Who know we don't know what's going to happen with Rosen or anyone. Right. free agents is a lot. It's going to be a really, really busy offseason for the 49ers. And, guys, I can't tell you how excited I am, honestly. There's oh, so yeah. much going on with the Niners after next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to yeah. have to throw some live shows or something on, on some of the stuff. For the, for the major milestones, maybe we'll have a, a bonfire party for Robert Sala leaving the team. You know, uh, yeah, we'll have to the, ass, the scrub players getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, my final thoughts here. Look, obviously, we all came in a few months ago, four months ago, thinking this was, you know, revenge tour, which did not pan out that way. Uh, the year went in a completely different way injuries, COVID, whatever, whatever the case may be, didn't pan out, but. We still had a great time making content with you guys, for you guys, together. Um, our channel is still relatively young. We just got to, I think, 1,170 subscribers. So we want to thank you all each for tuning in. We do these live shows to interact with you guys, and we do have a blast. If you're here and you haven't subscribed already, do us a solid. Hit that subscribe button. We just give away our 649ers jersey for our Christmas giveaway. As soon as we reach 2,000, we're going to give away another one. Could be you. 
uh could be somebody you know so hit that subscribe button and and if you guys want to support us and and you know you don't always have to support us monetarily you can share our videos you can like you can drop a comment all of this stuff's help helps in the youtube and the algorithm uh so just help us out you know subscribe drop a comment like a video share a video it all really does help so again i want to thank you all for tuning in we really do appreciate it and on that note go 49ers yeah um yeah. one thing i want to address real quick don't lie in the chat i am not i do not live in the Bay. hey we gotta share the love i actually live He's in san diego I everyone considered the main around here <laughs> give matt some <laughs> yeah um, I think I'm going to take us out of here. Go ahead, like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get us all those algorithmic pluses on our side so that we can grow. We love being with you guys every time we go live on all the videos. We read all your comments, all that stuff. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for the support. You know, it, it means a lot to us as we try to grow going forward. This is going to be a bittersweet yet awesome offseason for content. So stick around. Click the bell for notifications so you never miss a video. Guys, for the bottom of our hearts, 